The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Ready to learn to be a mass marketing mastermind? Take some notes from the godfathers of mass distribution. You're about to get schooled on how to be inboxed. You got, you got, you got, you got mail. Our hosts will show you how to deliver on email marketing strategies without going postal. Welcome the hosts of Inboxed, the click father of email, Kevin DiVincenzi, and the original Fab Fondy, Fab Fondy J, John Fondy. And welcome back to the Las Vegas studios of NextY7.com. Of course, I have the big Fabu, John Fondy, and of course, I want to thank Webmaster Radio for providing us the platform for the Inboxed Radio Show. And if you've just joined us here, you can also go to the Inboxed Radio dot com website and you can check in there we got a little chat room action there also give you a chance to talk about some things and also find out what took place not only on the upcoming shows but also what we're going to be talking about um and the in the, the shows that would have that we've already done that are also posted on that website so that's inboxed that's i n um b o x e d um, radio.com and uh, so you, you can go there also there's a little chat room at webmaster radio as well so the one thing about that is that we want you to go ahead and give us questions and that goes for, for everybody that's on our in our instant messenger box as well too is give us those questions and we'll answer those questions for you here on 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 the air all about email and of course we've talked so far about uh, email systems. We've talked about lists and list management and products in and out of boxes and stuff like that. And in most cases, it basically came from uh, the listeners. That's where our questions come from. But also with me on the line right now as well, and uh, the doctor, he's in the house. He's making a house call just recently out of uh, the OR where he gave birth to two uh, bouncing baby emails. And so, doctor, nice to have you with us here today. John, I think I finally gave birth to two emails a day. I'd, I'd be in a much worse position. <laughs> hey, listen, uh, it's great to have you with us. Of course, uh, having somebody, the master, the master with the scalpel in hand, so you can definitely dissect the questions and give us the answer you want to. And I'm going to go out on a limb, or should I say, should I go out on a boat right now? And also trying to get in the house as well as we've got the click father. That's Kevin DiVincenzi, and he will be broadcasting today from the center of the ocean on his yacht somewhere in the South Pacific. Uh, are you with us there, Clickfather? No, he's still trying to call in. He's still trying to call in, okay. And th- we're not kidding you. He, will, he definitely is in the middle of the ocean, and uh, he's uh, using his Skype system. So when he gets in, um, Brasco, Webmaster Radio, will let us know that he's there. We'll go ahead and bring him on as well. And uh, So anyway, what's going on in the ER, Doctor? Well, you know, John, I received uh, an interesting letter today, and uh, I gotta, I gotta say, um, you know, we, <laughs> we, uh, I kind of find it funny. I mean, my personal opinion, of course, is that it's it's absolutely hilarious, and it's a uh, a six-page document from Mr. Dan Balscombe, and uh, he uh, he seems to think that we defamed him uh, on the radio and uh, and need to make up for it. So. Um, uh, it's, it's a pretty interesting situation for those of you who aren't aware. Uh, Mr. Mr. Balscombe sued uh, the Click Father in uh, small claims court for uh, receiving some emails, and uh, we went out there and fought him on it, and uh, the the judge threw it out. So uh, now we have a letter saying uh, what we uh, talk about on the air here is is unacceptable and uh, and defaming him. But you know what, uh, Dan, I will set the record straight. I did say that you sued spammers to pay your car payments, and uh, it sounds like you don't have a car payment. Um, and with your mailing address being at uh, a UPS store, I can definitely see why. So um, no worries. Dan Balsam does not have a car payment, listeners, and uh, I'm sorry I made that comment. So uh, now that that's out of the way, uh, we can talk about ab- absolutely how ridiculous this letter is. Uh, Apparently, uh, Dan's uh, really upset, and we peed in his Cheerios. So, um, you know, uh, what do you think about that, John? 
Well, um, I mean, the interesting thing, one, that his office is at a UPS store, and he said that he, he also said in that letter that he doesn't have he doesn't have a car payment or a house payment, so that must mean that the bus runs very closely to that UPS store as well. <laughs> hey, well, that makes your life easy. You know, you got your mailbox at the UPS store, and you just, uh, you know, if you if you want your clients to meet you there with the bus stop right there, I can definitely see how that's a really advantageous location to do business. Well, based on what I understand, he does. I guess if you're going to pack somebody. That's the place to do it at the UPS store. <laughs> hey, well, you know, you know what's up with San Francisco and packing, John. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, uh, interesting thing. Anything interesting thing about that? And I did have a chance to look at that. I need to tell our viewers that you know uh, this is political commentary that we do here. It's a, it's it's the the opinion of the people that are on the show, and it doesn't reflect uh, you know any of the views of Webmaster Radio or in many cases uh, you, you know of XY7.com because it's a bunch of guys and gals sitting around making comments. We've got IMs going on here. We're answering questions to the best of our ability. And it's all intended to be an informational type of show. And, of course, naturally, when you've got uh, opinions as strong as the click fathers and, of course, uh, of the doctors, we've got to bring those opinions out. And uh, so sometimes we do air a little bit of dirty laundry out in public, Hal, but, hey, that's what it's all about. It's, it's, it's just as fair for the goose as it is the gander. And if you're going to sue somebody... Okay, you've got to understand, you're kind of throwing the first stone into, into the lake. You're causing the ripple that it is. And so um, I, I think in this particular case, people can definitely go on to the inboxradio.com website. They can listen to that show that Mr. Balscombe is talking about. And then they could also, uh, we'll see about maybe putting a, putting a copy of this up there as well, too. Uh, so that they can sort of see. To me, it's just stating the obvious, Doctor, and that obvious being that, uh, and I think in one of his comments, he's basically saying that um, that we, we publish corrections to the above comments. I, and I look at the word defamatory. Sometimes you have to look at, are you purposefully fully trying to to injure somebody here? And in this particular case, I don't think you were. I think you guys were just making comments, not looking to cause any damage. You were just telling the truth as far as I saw it. And, again, that is in uh, this radio show host's humble opinion. Doctor? Well, you know, usually when, when people talk about uh, this, this stuff, the, the person who's in question gets defensive, and it's, it's notably so. I mean, uh, Dan Balsam is uh, a public f- figure, and he did sue Rapid Response Marketing, and uh, now he's being a sally bitch because we're we're talking about his losses publicly on the air. And so, if he has a problem with that, I mean, personally speaking, he can go fuck himself. I don't really care. If he wants to sue legitimate marketers for what they're doing, um, then of course he's going to get some backlash for it. And I think it's about time some people stepped up and uh, and and help put Mr. Balscom in his place because it's unacceptable what he does, and uh, I, I won't back down from. That. That. So hopefully well, we will uh, be able to post this letter up uh, on our website. It is uh, six pages, and, uh, you know, maybe maybe if, if he can't sue people anymore for revenues, then he can uh, come work for Webmaster Radio as a transcriber because uh, he did a really nice job typing out our entire conversation. Yeah, that was really good. I, in one of the comments here, uh, he quotes uh, you, Dr. Sain, is we got moved in front of a judge who actually cared and took the time to review the information. And uh, we all waited around. She came back and said that she had taken time to look at it and realized that it was ridiculous. What's your comment on what exactly happened there? Uh, that is exactly what happened there. And... Um... John, when a, when a judge, uh, I, I wish we could have had the thing on videotape. Everyone in the affiliate marketing community would have laughed their asses off at the way this judge treated uh, Dan. It was, it was hilarious. It didn't take long. She just got right to the point, told him that his case didn't belong in small claims court, that he needed to, uh, to basically stop doing what he was doing, and it was unacceptable. And so it was really great that a judge took the time to put him in his place, and now he's whining and crying about it. So uh, I'm glad he sent us this letter. We think it's hilarious. You know, Dan, feel free to, to send me a, a, another funny letter like this. I, I love when I get to reread our radio shows. I really enjoy doing them. And, uh, and this was, I mean, it was just hilarious. You made my day, Dan. You absolutely made it. And so uh, I got a drink right here in front of me. I'm cheersing to Dan Balscombe. Thank you very much. 
We, um, in, in, in speaking of raising a glass and a toast, I, what I'm thinking about doing here is one of the things is, is you know, looking at things from the equal opportunity standpoint. And I'm just, uh, I'm just really kind of kicking around the idea of, of maybe, maybe contacting Mr. Balscom and seeing about having him come on the show and maybe we'll uh, go ahead and throw down a little bit here and kind of, kind of get to this and maybe he'll realize that, that, uh, hey, you just, sometimes you just got to let something go. You know, you can't, like they say, up until now, now uh, he didn't, uh, you know. Up until now, he was able. To, he couldn't use the term "you can't win them all." In this particular case, this might be uh, a little bit of the uh, uh, the true storm that that's that's kind of coming out. So um, so anyway, we'll kind of we'll kind of see how this basically goes along here. I know that he mentions uh, the click father in there as well, and um, and again, he was just making uh, you know making a statement here. And 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 Mr. G. Vincenzi says Dan Paul Dan Balscom is a serial plaintiff. He makes a living off of just suing people, suing marketers who work hard for a living, and, and this is what he does. Again, it's a true statement. When you look at the situation of, of all of the lawsuits that I've seen that he's basically done, he's never done anything outside of the realm of what he has on his website. So basically, he's in the business of making money one way and one way only, and that's that's the uh, that's by picking off people like Rapid Response Marketing, taking them to court and suing them. And uh, so, that, again, that's just a true statement. It's not meant to be vindictive. It's not meant to be, to be uh, uh, one that would, that would defame him. It's just a statement of what it is. And I think sometimes when they, when, when, when they, when they, when the chips fall, they just fall at the way they are. You know, and basically he said that his only defense was that he's won 29 cases. And I think if you look at this situation right here, I don't know that there's anybody that out there that can say that they've been involved in 29 lawsuits. And I would have to say right now, that's, that's really something that really shows the color of somebody's cloth, particularly if that's all they do they, and, uh, and they run their office out of a UPS store. So, hey, I'll open it up, Doctor, for some of your comment on there, and then we'll just go ahead and move on to um, some stuff that's really going to help some people make some money out there. Yeah, well, you know, John, he made a very clear point in this letter to make sure that we corrected the fact that he uh, doesn't have a mortgage payment or a car payment. And uh, that's pretty arrogant, as far as I'm concerned, because he wants to display to us how awesome he is at suing spammers. He's made so much money that he's, he's been able to pay cash for everything in his life. And, you know, props for you, Dan, if you really need to sue that many people so you can have cool shit, that's good. Um, he also makes a point to show that, uh, you know, he has other clients. And I, I really find that interesting, because if you have other clients and you need to meet with them, why is your mailing address a UPS store? You know, when I meet with clients, I prefer, uh, you know, an, an office, um, but de definitely not Dan's living room, where he probably works out of. So, uh, and, and, you know, John, I, I think it's, it's really funny. When we showed up in court, Dan actually brought a, a lady friend and uh, he spent a few minutes telling her how he was going to beat us and how we were spammers and how we were bad and all this good stuff. And uh, unfortunately for him, he got tossed out of that courtroom and uh, probably didn't get laid. So, Dan, if you're feeling lonely, Craigslist.org, casual encounters, you probably can get yourself hooked up. <laughs> okay. You know, I also see that uh, that he uh, cites uh, Mr. Bennett Kelly in there, saying that Bennett Kelly defamed him by falsely stating with no bias that his actions would not meet the rules of professional conduct and they were otherwise wrongful or unmerited. Now, I happen to know Mr. Kelly, and he's a he's an absolute brilliant uh, attorney, and I got to think that he knows what he's talking about. And from what I understand, um, you've got a freshman attorney in in uh, in the eyes of Dan Balscom. And um, so I got to think that uh, that that maybe he um, that maybe he, Mr. Kelly knows what he's talking about. And again, just another true statement. And um, and I know that Mr. Kelly happens to have uh, an office on the on the fourteenth floor of a glass building overlooking the Pacific Ocean. So um, I mean, granted, it's no UPS store, but you know the view's <laughs> got to be great. John, you know, well, the thing about the UPS store is, is you don't have to wait for the guy in the brown outfit to come pick up your packages. You can just set them right there and you're done. Well, this whole thing smells brown to me. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yes, I, I definitely agree, John. And and you know what? When you made that comment earlier about maybe getting Dan on the show, I'd love to have a, con- a discussion with this man who's obviously intelligent. I want everyone to know that Dan Balscombe is an intelligent man. He managed to get two degrees. He works out of his home and the UPS store and uh, has enough money to pay off his, his car and his house all by just randomly suing people. And I think that's great. So I'd love to get this intelligent man on the show so he can describe to me how uh, in his legal brief all of those headers were falsified on the emails that were evidence when we went to court because uh, they weren't. Well, speaking of legal briefs, I mean, it's great if you could sit around all day long in your Spider-Man underwear and uh, and just sort of pick people off like it is. But again, I just I just think that there's enough money to be made in this whole industry being done the right way. And and that kind of gives me the segue to say that's why we do the show. That's why we have inboxedradio.com is so that people can ask questions and get intelligent answers. And, you know, Adam, last week we devoted the entire show to our listeners, uh, listeners and our customer questions and our customer appreciation day. And we've got a few of those, uh, we've got a few of those questions left over. So we will um, more than likely uh, cover some of those questions as well. And, again, like we said, there is a chat room at Webmaster Radio. Uh, .fm, you can go in there, and uh, Brasco, if you'll just funnel those questions uh, to us through our super-secret, super-private chat room, Absolutely. we'll go ahead and take those questions on the air as well. And then, of course, um, uh, we've got Anthony that's monitored the inboxed chat room, and he'll funnel those questions to us uh, as well, and we'll get those, get those answered. So anyway, hey, just uh, kind of had to get a few things, uh, had to get a little laundry, pull it off the line, air it out a little bit here, and that is basically what we've done the first half of our show. When we come back, we're going to be taking listener questions. We'll be talking about those as well, and we're going to continue uh, conversations about lists, list management, um, and things of that nature, and so on and so forth. So for the click father who's uh, sitting out in the middle of a beautiful ocean on a yacht, and uh, he'll be coming in with us very shortly, and of course, sending him back to the operation room of life, Dr. Delivery will be with us. We'll be all right back. We're going to take just a short brief message. We come back uh, right after these short messages. We'll have more on InboxedRadio.com. Time to flood some more inboxes. Inboxed will return after this. Does your website need a bailout? Looking for a conversion rate stimulus package? Do you need a website improvement to-do list? On Target, a subscription service from Future Now and Brian Eisenberg monitors your website 24-7, analyzing the actions of every potential customer. It gives you a to-do list. It tells you exactly what to fix and how to fix it so that more of your visitors do what you need them to do. On Target pricing starts at $1,000 a month. See more at futurenowinc.com slash on target. I'm Brian Eisenberg, and I approve this message. Hey, have you got that number for Jerry's Pizza? Look it up on localpages.com. Localpages.com. Or what if I wanted a business number in Miami? Localpages.com. Can people find your business online? Be seen with Localpages.com on every local listing in all the major search engines like Google, Yahoo, MSN, and Ask. With over 6 billion quality searches a month and bids starting as low as one cent, get connected with local consumers at the exact moment that they're looking for you. San Francisco, Green Bay, London. I told you. Localpages.com. List your business on Localpages.com now and get $100 in free local advertising. Localpages.com, bringing your neighborhood to you. Do you consider yourself a super affiliate? Then listen up. One of the most trusted names in affiliate marketing since 2003, XY7.com, has now launched XY7Elite.com, a private invitation-only affiliate program run by super affiliates for super affiliates. Enjoy private tested offers, weekly deposits right to your bank account or XY7 debit card, XY7 VIP concierge service, limousine transportation to and from major industry events, and the status of being one of the elite publishers. XY7 Elite is not for everyone as you need to be accepted and maintain volume requirements. Think you've got what it takes to be elite? Go to www.xy7elite.com or call 702-216-4000. 702-216-4000. Search engine marketing formulated for Web 2.0. SEM Synergy. Live broadcast Wednesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Search Engine Optimization Channel on webmasterradio.fm. You're back with the Godfathers of Mass Distribution on Inbox, only on webmasterradio.fm. 
Alrighty. Hey, having a little bit of fun in the first segment. we got three segments here. This is, of course, the big Fabu, John Fondi, uh, coming at you live uh, from our full television production facility here inside the XY7 compound in Las Vegas, and, of course, broadcasting through the webmasterradio.fm platform. And I want to thank Brasco. Just keep those sound effects coming. We're having a really, really good, uh, uh, really good time on the show, and uh, I think we're getting a lot of stuff covered as well. With me, of course, on the air is, uh, is the doctor making a house call, pulled up in his big, black, shiny ambulance, and ran into the studio in full surgical gear. And I have to tell you, those surgical nurses that you've got around you are pretty hot-looking there, Doctor. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe so, John. I can't give it what? away. <laughs> ladies, oh, my ladies' man. identities are secret. That, that is true. That is true. But I'll tell you, it's, uh, it's so nice to have you here because I know that, of course, if uh, you just delivered two big emails uh, in the operating room, and I'll tell you, those little those little bouncing baby emails are actually doing fine, and you're going to grow them up properly because you have all the techniques to keep those babies in compliance and uh, keep that inbox smelling fresh and clean at all times. Well, John, if you're going to make analogies like that, you better call population control because two baby emails isn't where it's at, bro. Well, I think it has a lot to do with the quality, and I think we start with the quality, which you've done, and then we'll just pl- apply the quantity. And that leads me to my first question as well. A lot of people seem to feel like it's the, it's the size of that list that you have, and I guess it doesn't really matter if you're sending out a million emails if only two of them uh, actually get any responses on it. So let's talk about the quality of a list a little bit and some recommendations, Doc, that you might have for our listeners today. Absolutely. List quality is key. Uh, If you haven't seen my case study, uh, go to inboxradio.com, take a look at it. Uh, We we deployed 110,000 emails, all of which were inboxed. We're able to generate over $3,000 in revenue in a 24-hour period on just that simple, small, targeted list. So I know people who are out there balking at a a million emails uh, per $300, so they have to to bulk box 10 million emails to generate the same results off of what we were were able to deliver uh, on 100,000 records. So uh, as I talk about all the time, targeting and segmentation is very important. List hygiene is very important. Uh, Tip for the new AOL mailers out there, AOL has uh, changed their policies and their regulations. Get in touch with the postmaster. Find out what they are. If you haven't, go to postmaster.aol.com. Sign up for a feedback loop and get yourself assigned a postmaster. They will openly talk with you about your marketing practices, your reputation, and your spam complaints so that you can make sure that you're following their rules and you're getting the messages into an inbox. I have to tell you right now, AOL is now frowning on any email uh, emails that are going into email boxes that haven't been logged into in over three months. So if you're mailing AOL and you're new and you want to keep your reputation high on those IP addresses, make sure you're mailing data with that was generated within the last three months for your AOL lists. Hey, great, 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 great stuff. I appreciate that as well. Um, okay, so I know that we've had some uh, questions that have come in, and uh, you had told me during the break um, also, Doctor, that you had specifically been answering a lot of IMs, and I noticed you've been in the chat room talking with Andy as well, too. But why don't you go ahead and give us one of the first questions that's come in, and we'll get that answered here before we go to our next break. Absolutely. <clears throat> so my question comes from Kyle. <coughs> Excuse me. And his question is, what is the best method for establishing throttle settings when mailing domain-specific data? This is a fantastic question, and I think it's really important that it was asked, because if you're not throttling, you're not really attempting to get into the inbox with some of these major domain names. It's like a funnel, and you have to take a look at the funnel and figure out how much you can pour through it to, to make sure that there's a constant stream going. If you dump too much into the funnel, it's going to get bounced, deferred, and it's not going to get into that inbox, John. So the way we do it is when we get new data in, of course, all opt-in compliant data, we start very slowly on a set of clean IP addresses that are new to make sure that we don't blow out the ISPs, uh, the throttling controls. It's, it's very different for every ISP. And I'm not going to quote numbers because most of our stuff is, is getting whitelisted or we, we have significant reputation with ISPs, so our throttles are not going to work for you. Oh, man. I don't know what you did to me, John, but I think I caught your HIV. 
Jesus. So, but anyways, <laughs> so when you're, when you're mailing these domains, start very, very slowly based on the number of IP addresses you have. If you have 256 IP addresses and you're mailing from 254 of them, you can go a little bit faster per IP address than you, than you are if you, you, you have just a, a group of three. Because every mail you send into your major ISP is going to get rated on a per IP address basis. So each IP address is going to have its own reputation setting, its own feedback, and its own allotment that the ISP is going to take from your list. Start very slowly, rotate individually with an equal number until you start seeing deferrals. As soon as you start seeing deferrals uh, on your new IP addresses, just stop mailing for a while. Stop mailing for an hour. Stop mailing for a couple hours. Be patient because what you need to do once you start getting deferred is see the amount of complaints that are coming back from those major ISPs. When you get those number of complaints back, you'll be able to figure out your ratio. And if you've talked to your postmaster, then you'll know what is acceptable and what is not acceptable. When you take that information, combine it all together, and apply it by using your head, you'll be able to figure out what a perfect throttled ratio is for deliverability into an inbox with the major ISPs. Sometimes they'll just tell you. Chances are they probably won't. But patience and dedication is the key to your success, long-term success, because the goal is long-term success. If you want to mail for a long time and make a lot of money, that's exactly what you want to do. So if you can deliver a million emails a day into an inbox, it's a hell of a lot better than getting four million emails into an inbox and then not being able to send any more email for another six weeks or whenever you get new IP addresses or whenever Yahoo decides to, to forgive your indiscretions. Well, very good. That's, that's a perfect answer and, and obviously a, a very, very good question as well. Uh, let's go now to uh, Steve, who uh, sent us a question in from Texas, and his question is, I used to work for a large company. We bought lists, sometimes 25000 per month. I'm on my own now. How, how to build slash buy a good list for my new industry? That's a really good question. And, uh, and Doc, I want you to kind of go into the scalpel bag, and, and let's carve this one up a little bit. Let's see a little blood on this one. <clears throat> okay. Well, you have a few options when you're buying data or generating data. Um, uh, of course, the best way to do it is on your own. No data is better than exclusive data that no other mailer has. Sometimes when you're getting into the industry, it's harder to get that. And I understand, because at one point, I was new as well. And so... Sometimes people don't have $150,000 a month to throw on data and then still have to pay for servers and, and figure out deliverability. What I can recommend is, is if you have been in the affiliate marketing industry before, take those skills and use them to build a list. You can build amazing lists, and I do mean amazing, by, you, by, by using the tools that are available to all affiliates out there. You can buy traffic from social networks. MySpace and Facebook have self-serve systems, and they're able to deliver hundreds of millions of impressions a day to your ads. If you combine those with your landing pages to generate lists and convert CPA offers, you may be able to build a list while breaking even or making money on your investment. And that's one of my favorite things to do is generate a big old email list while still getting paid for the clicks that were coming in to build that list. And then you get to monetize the list, and it just it turns into a fantastic revenue source. You can do the same thing with search engines, your major search engines. It's a great way to do it. You can do it with, with any place you can buy traffic, or if you have websites you own, start a newsletter. That's another fantastic way to get people in there. And not only that, when you're building these lists yourselves, you don't have to worry all too much about deliverability if they're not too huge because you should funnel them through one of the third-party services like Vertical Response or Constant Contact to make sure that your items are getting into the inbox. And then once that list grows and it gets very large, what you can do is go ahead and develop your own email platform like we have internally to, to manage you know, the, the millions of, of records out there. And if you become really good at making your own lists and their exclusive lists, you can even give them out to, to companies like Daytran or Blue Sky or other list management companies that will take your email data, mail it, and then give you a percentage of the revenue. So um, you don't necessarily have to buy the data. But if you are going to buy the data, make sure it's opt-in compliant. Make sure that you know where you're getting it from and that your source is legitimate. 
Uh, you know, if you want to shoot me an email or, or ask for a couple sources, I have a few sources for, for co-registration data that is very clean. We've never had any problems with it, and, and they take care of their customers. So um, we're, we're actually going to have uh, one of those data brokers on our show upcoming, so he will be able to provide you with more information for that. Um, but, uh, but really, it's just trial and error. There's no amazing key to success that's going to get you where you need to go. Hey, well, excellent. I uh, I was in um, I was at the Las Vegas Cigar Company uh, yesterday, and I was sitting there uh, smoking a cigar, watching uh, watching the game, and I was talking with um, with one of the one of the local retailers that is actually in there. His name is Stinky. He makes the Stinky Cigar Ashtray, which is which is phenomenal, and uh, he basically. Uh, had a question for me. He 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 has a, a small list of about oh. 1,700 people, okay? I mean, big for some people. I mean, big for him. But he now wants to take that to the next level, and he was asking me, you know, should he use a constant contact, and should he possibly see about, you know, buying, a, buying lists from one of, the, one of the shows that he's got or one of the big cigar retailers uh, to get names of all the different tobacco shops around the United States. Um, for a newcomer, for Stinky, go ahead and give him a little bit of information there as well, won't you, Dr. <laughs> Well, for Stinky, sure, that's I think absolutely yeah. you should use a, a, an out-of-the-box provider like Constant Contact. Um, with 1,700 records, they're going to allow you to upload that list right into it. They're going to guarantee delivery on it. You're not going to have any major issues. The, the issues you run into with the third-party providers is when your list is too big, they're only going to allow you to send so many messages per day to that list, and it's going to take a long time to get through it. I, I think that if you can find a good data supplier for all the cigar shops in the country, he should shoot him an email. He should uh, ask them, uh, you know, uh, if they're interested in his products and should start marketing to them. But what you have to be careful of is uh, going out and, and just Googling them or, or using uh, Yellow Pages or something like that to get the information. Because if you start marketing to those people without their consent, you're actually in violation of the CAN-SPAM Act. So you need to make sure that your data that you're mailing to is, is opted in and uh, came with a privacy policy that allows the person who sold it, leased it, or rented it to you um, to, to be able to do that legitimately so you don't run into any FTC issues and you don't have any assholes like Dan Ballscum coming after you. Absolutely perfect answer there. And if you guys are interested, go to stinkycigar.com. That's stinkycigar.com. And, uh, and um, you know, strike up some, some questions or if you've got some suggestions for Stinky, that's a place where you can go there. Um, go there as well. Um, let's see here. I've got, got to get to the right part of the screen here so we know, kind of know where we're at now. And we are actually still trying to see if we can uh, um, see if we can get the ClickFather in. I know uh, if you'll go to our website, uh, which is Inboxed Radio, that's I-N-B-O-X-E-D Radio.com, you'll actually see pictures of the ClickFather, the ClickFather out in the middle of the South Pacific on a yacht conducting his business out there. And, of course, we say uh, we, we give out all of our props to Kevin and Rihanna, who recently got married um, a week or so ago now, and they're finally enjoying a little bit of of honeymoon time and some rest and relaxation, and we appreciate the quick father uh, doing the best that he can to get in with us. So, okay, we're going to pause. We'll be back for one more second. When we do, we're going to answer some more of our listener questions. We'll talk a little bit more about the website. We'll talk a little bit more about what's going to come up in the future and to see if we can actually throw it down in the inbox radio ring, uh, the big uh, MMA event. That would be Dan Balscom against uh, anybody he wants to talk about or try to defend it as well. So we'll talk more about that when we return right after these very, very, short messages. We'll be right back. Time to flood some more inboxes. Inboxed will return after this. Does your website need a bailout? Looking for a conversion rate stimulus package? Do you need a website improvement to-do list? On Target, a subscription service from FutureNow and Brian Eisenberg monitors your website 24-7, analyzing the actions of every potential customer. It gives you a to-do list. It tells you exactly what to fix and how to fix it so that more of your visitors do what you need them to do. On Target pricing starts at $1,000 a month. See more at futurenowinc.com slash on target. I'm Brian Eisenberg. And I approve this message. Hey, affiliates. Do you find it a challenge monetizing traffic from the UK, France, or India? You need offers that will appeal to all of your visitors, no matter where they come from. AdsMarket.com has met this challenge and has turned it into a science. AdsMarket.com gets results for publishers and advertisers with a winning formula. The 
combination of offers, worldwide traffic, and ads markets up close and personal media management is exactly the boost needed to monetize international audiences. AdsMarket.com, the science of performance. Hey, have you got the number for Jerry's Pizza? Look it up on LocalPages.com. LocalPages.com. Well, what if I wanted a business number in Miami? LocalPages.com. Can people find your business online? Be seen with LocalPages.com on every local listing in all the major search engines like Google, Yahoo, MSN, and Ask. With over 6 billion quality searches a month and bids starting as low as one cent, get connected with local consumers at the exact moment that they're looking for you. San Francisco, Green Bay, London. I told you. LocalPages.com. List your business on LocalPages.com now and get $100 in free local advertising. LocalPages.com, bringing your neighborhood to you. Market Edge with Larry Weber, Tuesdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, and on demand inside the Internet Marketing Channel, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. You're back with the Godfathers of Mass Distribution on Inbox, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. And welcome back. This is the Big Fat Boot. I'm John Fondy. Glad to be sharing the stage here, of course, with the Dr. Delivery, Adam Young, and, of course, checking in from time to time out in the South Pacific as a quick father, Kevin D. Vincenzi. We've had kind of an action-packed show up to this. We've got one more segment going. We talked about um, about a letter that Dan Volscombe had uh, sent to Kevin and Adam and to Bennett Kelly, basically requesting that we sort of it was sort of that, hey, you better take it back, man, type of a letter, or I'm going to, you know, <laughs> and we, we sort of saw on the playgrounds of life when we were growing up. But, again, um, so it kind of shows that we, we, we do throw some hardballs out there when we try to, try to talk about the controversial. One, because it's going to make for an interesting show. But, number two, we kind of want everybody to know what's going on out there in the industry. And, you know, I think we could all just learn from some of these things that, we, that, that take place from us and, and really make our own decisions as to, who the players are and who we want to play with. And so really looking to, to see about maybe having some more dialogue on this issue as the shows uh, continue to come. We're going to now go again to, to uh, some of our listener questions, and we do appreciate that you sending those in because we will build entire shows around these questions and go out and find industry experts, bring them in, have them on the show, and answer those questions so that you know that not only are you just getting, uh, not just getting something that might be the opinion or something that might be biased from us, but also so you're getting opinions from other players in the industry, which will allow you then, of course, to take that information and make the best decision on how you're going to uh, work, work your side of the business and how you can grow in the pace you want to grow in. So, um, Doc, uh, I want you to go ahead and pull the sheet up over the face of the first person that we were talking about uh, earlier in the show here. And as we let a sleeping dog lie, let's answer this question. When, making, uh, when mailing domain-specific, is there a, a limit to how many a person should have in their total delivery list? Well, it's, it's, it's a complicated question because part of it is tech and pro, part of it is, is testing and, and common sense. So if you have a, a list of a, a, you know, a 4 million Yahoo records and you're going to try and, and drop to that entire list in a short period of time on a single IP address, you're going to have a very hard time getting it delivered unless you're whitelisted. And so uh, you really need to break it down and segment it. It's just like throttling. You need to throttle the number of records you're sending. You need to throttle how quickly you're sending them out. And, and you need to, to mix it up a bit and, and watch those feedback loops. So even if you're getting into the inbox, and uh, let's say you're able to get your first 400,000 messages a day into the inbox, and then you start getting deferrals, then you know that 400,000 messages a day is, is probably your limit. If you want to mail more than that, what I would recommend you do is start a little bit earlier, go a little bit later, and slow down the delivery of all your email messages, and that's going to give you a higher chance to get those messages into the inbox in, in larger volume. Speed is the key. Uh, it, like I said, it's just like a funnel, and you want to get as much as you can through that funnel, but you don't want to overload it because then all, all of that information is only going to go in at a specific speed, and they're not going to take it all. Now, one of the, the things you can do to, to overcome the amount of volume of email you can send uh, is, of course, contact the postmasters, get whitelisted, follow their rules. And, and the, uh, another way is by expanding your inventory of IP addresses. Each individual IP address is, can be listed as almost a, a separate mail server, and they're all going to get their own reputation issued by the ISP. 
So if you have a thousand IP addresses or ten thousand IP addresses, or the more the merrier, the 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 larger of inventory you're going to be able to send in uh, to those major ISPs or even even general internet type lists. I've got a um, a question for you. Um, when when you get uh, when somebody sends you uh, sends you an email, okay, and um, the uh, and it's got a whole bunch of other people's email lists in that. I know that it sometimes could be tempting to basically copy those, uh, those all of those email addresses that accidentally were not put into uh, the blind carbon copy position and stuff like that. Um, tell me what kind of trouble somebody could get if they just took those and decided to put those on their list. Well, I guess. That is really subjective, John. It really boils down to wh- whose email addresses you stole. I mean, if you happen to get Dan Balsam on your list, you're going to have a, a whole lot of hurt, you know. But for the most part, I don't think if the list is small, you're going to run into any major problems. But that doesn't mean it's not illegal to do. If you don't have those persons' permission and you're sending them a marketing message, you are in violation of the Can Spam Act. Uh, obviously, you're opening yourself up to more exposure when you do that in larger volume. Uh, you know, 20 emails versus 200,000, there's going to be more risk and exposure on 200,000 emails. I would recommend that nobody ever do that. One, it's a violation of confidence of whoever sent you that email, and obviously they, they weren't too keen on, on protecting their list. But, again, if you're in good relations with that person and you take his email list and mail to it uh, from his personal contacts, it's, it's, I mean, that's a Dan Balscom move. It's just asshole. You know, you don't want to do that. If you're, even if you don't like the person, you probably shouldn't do it anyways because technically it is against the Can Spam Act. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, I, and I just, you know, I know we've got a lot of people, we talk about building lists, and, and I know that sometimes, you know, when you see that, it's almost like, you know, you, you see this big fat softball being served up to you, and I just want to, you know, make sure that, if it if it if it seems and feels like it's wrong, and then it probably is. And and uh, I know that one of the things that Bennett Kelly always says is basically, hey, if this wouldn't pass muster with your grandmother, then it's probably uh, probably something that you probably shouldn't do. And uh, from time to time, speaking of of Bennett Kelly, we will have. Uh, uh, Bennett Kelly and uh, other legal types that will come on the air and answer legal questions for you as well, be so that you don't find yourself in a situation, be it good, bad, indifferent, or ugly, <clears throat> and the emphasis is on the word ugly, you don't want to find yourself in a frivolous lawsuit because even though you may win, it still takes uh, a lot of time to um, a lot of time to go through this, and secondly, um, you know it's going to cost you some money whether you win or win or lose as well too. So, um, I think those are those are good uh, good words to live by. So um, anyway, um, I just got a um, an instant message here in our super private, super secret back office here from Adam. And Adam, uh, I'm going to have you uh, um, I'm going to have you go ahead and uh, and. Give us a question from one of your listeners and uh, answer that on the air as well, too. Okay. Sounds good, John. The question I have from our, our user is, if a person is able to mail GI, which is general Internet, and can keep only domains with a specific number of records per domain, how small should they set that number? For, for instance, if a domain has less than X number of records, they, they throw them away instead of mailing them. Um, well, uh, really, I would have to say that this question is, is very list-specific. If, if you're mailing GI and you only have, you know, eight email addresses from, you know, uh, pick any random company's domain name that's local or, or what have you, you should send them email. You never know who's going to respond to them. The size of the list based on domains doesn't matter. It is the quality of the list. If you have a GI list that's 40 million records, and you want to inbox the whole thing and, and figure out you know, what the deliverability is and how the responses are going to be, then, yes, you're going to need to trim that list down and, and sort of market to segments of it to, to achieve the delivery and, and to segment the entire list. But on, on smaller lists, if I had a quarter million GI list and I only had six email addresses from 
10stinkytacostand.com, I would still mail every single one of those people. There's no reason not to because there aren't a lot of them. In fact, you might even see a greater response because there's only a few of them. It probably means that they're more valid, more recent email addresses. And valid recent email addresses are the key to your success. You're going to see the highest response from the newest addresses that uh, people sign up for something that, that they really want a message for. So I would recommend not clipping anything based on size on a GI list. I, I would definitely recommend segmenting. And uh, if, you're, if you're going to segment, make sure you, you do break it apart by, by ISP and, uh, and by whatever behavioral targeting information that you, you currently have. Okay, excellent, excellent question. I appreciate that. Um, again, uh, if you've just joined us on the show, you can either go to the webmasterradio.fm uh, chat room and you can post a question. And uh, Anthony Alves from my office is monitoring that chat room, and he'll funnel those into the studio, and we'll get those questions asked for you. Or you can go to the inboxedradio.com. That's I-N-B-O-X-E-D, inboxedradio.com. And you can join that chat room, which is also monitored by Anthony, and he'll go ahead and funnel those questions to us, and we'll try to get that, um, and we'll try to get that um, question answered for you as well. Right now, we're going to go to a question that came out of uh, the Webmaster Radio chat room, and this question came from, um, it looks like, Ogletree. Ogletree, uh, sorry. What is that again? It's Ogletree. He's, he's not a chronic, but he's, he's one of our favorite chatters. Oh, good, good, good. I'm glad that we got that question. And the question is, uh, what do you tell people who want to send out an email blast from their CMS system? Well, I would tell them go for it as long as that list is opt-in and you collected those emails yourself. If you're just harvesting or scraping emails, loading them into a CMS system and then trying to blast out to them, I would definitely say that that's a bad idea and it will probably cause you problems. But uh, a few tips for mailing out of a CMS system. On shared hosting platforms like GoDaddy, they usually limit the amount of email you can send to 500 or 1,000 a day or even 500 an hour, depending on the host. You'll want to make sure you ask your shared hosting company what their limitations are so you can mail out the proper amount of emails. Uh, the good news is if you are using a shared hosting company, they're pretty good about monitoring their IP addresses and making sure that deliverability is there. And ISPs give them a little bit higher threshold when it comes to uh, you know, feedback loop complaints or marking things as spam because of the, the volume of, of people that are sharing that IP address. So I think it's a definite great way to market if you've built a list internally and you have it in a CMS system. Go ahead and hit it, but ask your ISPs first um, about what they'll allow. And then, of course, you're going to want to check the reverse DNS of your domain name, and you're going to want to make sure that uh, in those DNS records it matches up as well as uh, an SPF record is always very helpful, and, uh, uh, of course, a proper MX record setting to make sure that your addresses are delivered properly uh, and they, they do get to the inbox of the people you're sending them to. If you have any questions about uh, DNS settings or setting up DNS records, uh, Google is an amazing resource. Uh, I know it's kind of cliche to say go Google it, but uh, there's just a, a really good myriad of information about DNS record settings uh, on the Internet, and, and they explain it far better than I ever could. And uh, when, you, when you take that, that, that CMS that, that you have, and, and it could very well be possibly something that maybe is very large and is very dated, um, is it, uh, is it the intelligence to, to give them some type of opt-out mechanism in there if they still want to remain in your, in your CMS, but they don't, want to, uh, they don't want to maybe receive emails? Absolutely. In every email you send, you should offer the customer a way to get off of your list. You know, 10 years ago, it was, it was whatever. You sent the emails out and made sure people got them, and that was the goal. But today, anyone who doesn't want to be on your list, I cannot stress to you enough, let them get off of the list. Uh, it is more important to get them off of your list than it is to keep sending them shit they don't want because eventually they're going to report it. You're going to get a spam cop complaint. They may send it to Spam House. They may click this is spam. You know, they may forward it to their ISP. They may, do, or they may send it to Dan Balscombe. Who knows? But the, you don't want any of those things. So if someone wants off your list, let them off your list and give them a clear and concise way to do it that's instant. 
you know, the, the law says you have, you have I, I believe it's 30 days or 15 days or whatever it, it is, just remove them instantly. We, we have tons of mail servers, tons of database servers across a multitude of ISPs, and I'm still able to remove people instantly off of our list, so if I can do it with, with stuff all over the place, Anyone who's doing it from a CMS can most certainly allow people to get off of their list instantly, and that's really what you want. Well, and um, and I think the one thing is what we're going to do is we're going to research that so we get the information exact. We will find out if it is 15 days or if it's 30 days, and as soon as we get an answer on that on either this program before we go away or on the next program, we'll go ahead and bring that up. But you're, but you're absolutely right. Uh, just get it done. Get it over with, if you will. Okay, we've got another customer uh, or another listener that um, has sent a question. We're going to try to get this one answered before the end of the show. And uh, this one is also from the chat room coming from Webmaster Radio, and it's uh, from, a gentleman, or from a person called Etchwa, that's E-C-H-W-A. And the question is, what are your thoughts on segmenting your list? For example, for a house list of purchasing customers, when is it good to suppress them? Well, it's it's really important to segment your list, and you need to segment it uh, in a way that is beneficial to your business. Uh, we segment ours in, in about 75 different categories to, to target people specifically on what they want to do. Um, I don't know what your business is, but figure out what your different types of customers are, what the different things you're selling are, um, you know, uh, what you want to market to these people. And then if you have information about them already, you're going to want to cut that list apart into the most, most pertinent sections. If uh, they're recent purchasers, you can put them in a separate list. If, if they're older customers who you haven't spoken to in a while, may have bought from you in the past but aren't currently active, put them in a separate list. And you can market to them separately. If they're old, you can offer them an incentive to come back and buy from you a coupon or, or something like that. If they're recent purchasers, you can offer them an upsell uh, similar product. Um, you know, if you if you sell diet uh, diet products, you can offer them a nutritional supplement or, or something that's complementary to what you've already sold them. The key to email marketing with segmentation is is giving people what they want to see when they want to see it, and, and at a frequency to them uh, of which is uh, acceptable. So you don't want to hit them six or seven times a day, but when you segment that list out, you want to make sure that that they get what they want to see and they. Uh, and it's something of value to the customer because when you can provide value, you're gonna you're gonna convert that person into long-term revenue. Hey, excellent! I want to thank the doctor for coming out of the OR um, and and taking some of these these rather difficult questions, but coming up with these answers right on the spot. And I think that's the great thing about it, and that's what we do here. So, doctor, um, our our hats are off to you. Go ahead and pull the surgical gloves off. Go ahead and uh, fire up a a big stinky cigar, and enjoy the rest of the afternoon. Oh, you know I will, John. <laughs> and, uh, of course, I want to thank Brasco in the uh, Webmaster Radio Studios for making sure that all the buttons are pushed right. Love the sound effects as well. And, of course, thank the click father, Kevin DiVincenzi, for checking in with us out in the middle of the South Pacific on his yacht. It shows the dedication from XY7.com and Rapid Response Marketing uh, for this particular show. Coming up next week, we're going to try to get Dan Balscom onto the show and see if we could talk this over and kind of maybe put this behind us, a little bit of MMA uh, uh, you know, e-commerce throwdown is what it's all about. So uh, we'll, we'll start working on that. And I want to thank all the contributors to our show today. I, of course, uh, want to thank uh, Bennett Kelly for checking in with us and answering some questions. And we'll answer your questions when we return next week. And that'll be, of course, next Wednesday at 2 o'clock Pacific time. You'll be listening to yet again another episode of inboxedradio.com you can go to the website inboxedradio.com and you can also if you didn't hear all of this show we'll have it posted here shortly for the entire team I'm the big fabu John Fondy I want you to go out and make it a great week and we'll see you right back here in the studios at XY7 in Las Vegas next week have a great week won't you that is great radio <laughs>